Yo, what's up? It's Ford from Ducks Fly Together. Hope you're doing well, and I hope you're being cool to yourself. I'll be flying solo in this one, so it's just going to be me and you today. Got a few things I want to share, so let us not waste any more time. Thank you very much for joining me, and here we go. Sunday, May 17, 2020. DFT Journals, Entry 1. It's pretty crazy how easily my outlook can be changed on a subject. Almost within the blink of an eye, my perspective on a situation can shift from outlandish to rational and spiral back to the other side, easily flip-flopped upon hearing someone else's perspective that seems more rational than my own at the time. This is especially true when there is an unprecedented lack of trustworthy information surrounding a topic impacting millions. On top of that, I've noticed more than ever the effect external influences can have on my own state of mind. Earlier this week, while watching an episode of Joe Rogan in which the guest was Michael Yo, a fellow comedian who Joe had brought up on every episode for nearly two months, I caught myself slipping back into a state of paranoia in regard to COVID-19. Joe relentlessly broadcasted anecdotes of Yo's nightmarish case of the coronavirus, and every time I stopped to wonder if I could be an anomaly amongst my age group and suffer in the same way as he. Regardless of stats reporting minimal risk for people my age, I spent the first few weeks of the pandemic like many Americans and people across the world, confused, concerned, and a little scared, not to mention unprepared and unsure of the next steps I should take as the chaos that ensued at my local grocery store could probably be heard about a mile away. Admittedly, I would be a bit embarrassed to detail some of my panicked behavior. Watching the nightly coronavirus task force briefings at first was an attempt to get information directly from the source, so I didn't have to sort through disgusting articles, biased Facebook posts, and convoluted news reports, but it quickly turned toxic as my opinion would be challenged as soon as I opened social media. Being pulled away from my family, friends, and coworkers allows a lot of things to fester in my head as gigabytes of false reports and empty stats combined with doom and gloom news segments are downloaded into my brain's hard drive by the hour. Who's right? Every dose of positivity is diluted by someone claiming bullshit, just in time to rain on the parade of optimists, and one should be made aware that hypochondria, anxiety, and depression are things that I've gone to war with over the years. These tendencies certainly don't help anything, and being forced to face them with no route to evade makes me feel for those who have similar tendencies. I have so many ever-evolving opinions on the crisis, just like everyone else, but I won't detail them any further now. I do want to explain, though, that the tightrope I've been walking on becomes more frayed and distressed by the day. It's integrity being tested as I carry the weight of my own personal baggage while ducking and dodging the media's onslaught of COVID curveballs. I've tried my best to adopt a pseudo-it-is-what-it-is attitude, however, and slowly I started becoming more capable of focusing through my eight-hour work-from-home days. Somehow, I started sinking my teeth deeper into creative projects and reading as well. Don't get it twisted, though. I am aware of the fragility of my outlook just as I've grown more aware of the fragility of the world we live in. During the second half of this pandemic, I grew more confident in finding solace within my own mind. I chose to tune out a lot of the media in an attempt to take in the bare minimum of corona coverage just to stay informed, but not enough to send me back down the staircase I've worked so hard to ascend. Finally, I felt like I rediscovered a spark of enthusiasm in my daily tasks and long-term aspirations, but still. Things can quickly go south when I reach a level of fatigue that allows my brain a second to catch up, just in time to start feeding me some pessimistic logic most likely influenced on my content consumption at the time. Mix a tired body and mind with a day of rainy weather and one too many Trump-bashing news segments, and I'm well on my way to gloom city. Speaking mainly with respect to this global crisis, am I the only one whose state of mind is in such an easily swayed and vulnerable condition? 
Over the past week, my halt to momentum, that of which I was very proud to build up, was paired with a strung-out haze devoid of enthusiasm. Groggy and over-caffeinated, joints popping and cracking from long hours stagnant at my laptop, my willpower ran on fumes, and I couldn't tell if the ability to rationalize my thoughts was impeccable or a disgrace. A bleak outlook seemed more rational than any stint of positivity that occurred over the past two months. Who knows? Maybe my physical fatigue led to a lack of logical thinking, or I let my mind slip into old patterns of negativity that generated a physical response. Either way, the criticism soon began, either because I had fallen unproductive or because I felt responsible for allowing myself to drift into a cloud of negativity that others probably are strong enough to avoid. And again, the question comes up, am I the only one affected like this? Should I feel guilty knowing that there are people losing their business or income they've worked themselves into the ground to build? Should I be ashamed to have times of high sensitivity to outside influence? These questions may never be answered in full, but a couple things are certain. One being a phrase from Teddy Roosevelt, comparison is the thief of joy. So perhaps wondering if I'm on an island with my own feelings or emotions doesn't present much value. Also, as much as quote-unquote productivity and self-improvement became somewhat of a toxic and inconsiderate concept pushed by influencers during this pandemic, this is an opportunity to strengthen what Stoic philosophers refer to as the inner citadel, a concept of building up the fortress in your mind to make it more resilient to external factors. Looking back over my turbulent week with a refreshed perspective and my bearings reestablished, I realize now that I let far too much noise trespass across the threshold of my mind. As Chase and I will talk about in episode four of Ducks Fly Together, we can control what crosses that threshold. Taking too much time to analyze the content of a coronavirus press briefing, indulging in the fear of missing out while watching irrelevant Instagram stories, or allowing disgruntled coworkers to get under my skin, will result in a conscience contaminated by noise. Which, depending on the individual, may be more dangerous than actually being infected with COVID itself. In times where finding an escape isn't much of an option, I think I'll try to see each deflection of a potential mental intruder as a repetition. Similar to strengthening your muscles with methodical training sessions, some even bordering abuse in the eyes of others, I can strengthen my mind. I can strengthen my inner citadel. I can create for what I typically observe as daunting tasks or sketchy thoughts, a daunting environment for them to exist, and at the same time become more carefully selective of the ideas I let out into the world. Spewing negativity from my own head is not only detrimental to my well-being and my reputation, but is more noise in the atmosphere that could potentially damage the mental fortress others are trying to build for themselves. Certainly, I don't want to contribute to a dilemma that I've taken 25 years to observe as one that can be improved. And by the way, I shouldn't continue without mentioning that this improved mental fortitude will mean I'll be less aware of my surroundings. It shouldn't make me oblivious to my environment or cause me to overindulge on my own thoughts. It should simply allow me to identify the unnecessary or detrimental noise and keep it out, to allow more space in my head that can be dedicated to solving real problems and enjoying real things. Awareness and belief that I can strengthen my mind to be less susceptible to external influences isn't enough for me to ride out the rest of this pandemic fearless and unfazed, but it's definitely a start. Clearly, my methods to improve this ability are minimal and in their infancy, but it feels good to gain some footing on a road to a more confident perspective, with a mind more resilient to external influence. At the very least, I'm confident that a comedian on Joe Rogan won't be sending me into another bout with hypochondria anytime soon. 
All right. Thanks for hearing me out. Uh, Feel free to come back next time and I'll let you know what's up. In the meantime, go ahead and share this episode if you liked it, either word of mouth or on social media is much appreciated. Please follow or subscribe to Ducks Fly Together on whatever streaming platform you found us on. And make sure you follow DFT on Instagram. That's at ducksfly.together. That's at ducksfly, period, together. You can follow me at Ford underscore right. That's at F-O-R-D underscore W-R-I-G-H-T. And follow Chase as well, at Chase underscore Hazel. That's at C-H-A-S-E underscore H-A-Z-E-L. And other than that, catch you on the flip. Staying inside is how you find your way out. Try to be real, they ain't working, and you feel shit slip when you try to be yourself. And the person you hide is such a victim of doubt. Overanalyzing the effect, hesitant brain antagonizing me to death. Flip-flop beliefs And I decide three times a week When the mind is weak I see three sides of things I triangle in my thinking To find the peak And when rationality is part of my speech And I begin to put the data up inside of my sheets Between me, you and the beat This triangle and isosceles